Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And we are here to build up our round six clash against the Saints. And Lockie, last week was obviously bad, but we have to move on. We have to look forward. And honestly, I think St. Kilda is the perfect test after our Adelaide loss. It's a chance to kind of rectify the performance, to make adjustments, see how much we've learned so we can judge, I guess, where we're at right now. Because I think St. Kilda kind of play in a very similar way to Adelaide with their kind mm-hmm. of outside dominance. I'm kind of see to, kind of keen to see how it goes. But look, we'll get into mm-hmm. all the analysis throughout this episode. Lockie, I have to hit you up with this. It's been you've had a week to kind of recover, like myself, like all the other bangers oh, no. out there. I'd love to know how you're feeling about Carlton and how you're feeling about <sighs> everything going into our clash with the Saints this Sunday. Well, inevitably I feel a bit better than I did. On our last record. Uh, Good to hear. You know, Good things, to hear. Things got, I don't know, what would you say? Emotional. We were fired up. Passionate. Passionate. We, passionate. <laughs> that's good. We don't always get that way, but it was nice. It's it's a good little weekly therapy when there's a loss, which mm. is rare nowadays. Um, so I'm feeling a bit better, but I think thinking about this game, you're going to mm. be carrying us today, mate. I have no idea what we're going to get. It's, it's mm. another one of those 50-point win, 50-point loss. Wouldn't be shocked either way. Um, I just don't know what we're going to get. So I'm optimistic. I'm keen to mm. get down there with you. Should be good. How are you feeling? Yeah, yeah obviously a little bit better. It, I think I'm very similar to you. Just the all the questions are still there. We don't know. And I, I, just, I just want more footy. I wish there could be more games of yes. footy just so I could figure out what's going on with this club and hopefully we get a few more answers in a positive way this week with a response. So we'll perfectly segue into the first part of this which is what do you want to see from this game, Lockie? Obviously, (laughs) I'm I'm looking at my run sheet, what I've written down here, and it feels like I'm writing the same things week in, week out. But if you could put a couple down and let me know, that would be perfect. What are are the little things that you want to see so we can look back in our review and go, yep, that's a tick. I love how you've worked this into the show, the kind of the predictions and then the reflections, like the yin and the yang. It's, It's good. It's good, and it leaves less work for, for me to write the run sheet. So that's what it's all about here. I'm trying to set myself up so it's just less things I have to do. It's all about that laziness from my part. I appreciate that. And it keeps us accountable. We can't just be throwing these takes out there and, and not and not running them back. So uh, there might be a bit of overlap with what I'm thinking and you. I hope that's kind of our brand. Mm. Oh, yeah. um, what are the things that I want us to be talking about? Uh, offensive game plan. Mm. It's like, oh, there it was. Oh, we there, there was something that we were um, trying to execute as we, as we went forward, went inside 50 and that kind of thing. Isn't that like, to me, that's like the first step towards a win. Mm, no, like our transition work hasn't been great this season. I think in the, we've had it in glimpses, like third quarter against North. I think at times mm-hmm. throughout that Geelong game, it was there. Third quarter, somewhat against GWS, even though we didn't put it on the scoreboard. I think we're moving the ball at times, but that just hasn't been there consistently. And, and last week, it yeah. let us down. That delivery inside 50 has just been an issue. And I think if we can kind of see a bit more of, obviously, what Vossi wants, and whether that's down to Kim, whether it's down to the players, it's a big question. We just don't know the answer to. If we can just find out a bit more about what's the game plan, what are we trying to do, and how can we look like a finals team, like a top four team, I, mm-hmm. I think that is definitely one that is on everyone's list and i'll go through my easy one here it's it's the simple one that kind of goes into part with that which is i just want the midfield to come to play please i think we've been calling this one out for a few weeks now the contested side of our game has dropped off quite a bit the clearance dominance hasn't been there which if you look at the positive of that we've found other ways to score when that's been down which is was the thing that everyone was talking about last season. Like, oh, they've, they're just a clearance side. They've got nothing else. And now we kind of have a few more strings, but we've lost the thing that we've been so good at. And mm. I think looking at last week and how that Adelaide loss came to be, when you weren't getting your hands on the football first, you weren't getting that territory game, and then you're fumbly and whatnot. Other team takes it away and look what happens. And St. Kilda, knowing that they play so well on the outside, if, if our midfield doesn't come to play, if we're not hands on the footy first, there's going to be some issues. And so I'm just hoping there's a response from those guys because it's leaders. It's, it's yeah. Cripper, Hewitt, Kennedy. You know, Walsh was good, but, you know, it's, it's a collective. And we need all those guys to, to step up and hopefully we can get a bit of a response. And I'm hopeful as well that 
those guys clearly would have been disappointed. So come on, show us that yeah, show us that you care. Oh, and that's I mean this that's one that I'm maybe I shouldn't be, but I feel confident in. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Can you imagine that group dishing up what they did last week? That midfield group mm. that just seems yeah. insane. Imagine the response if if that's what we get. I just can't say it. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you um, have any other other things that you really want to see from this game? Whether it's a, a yeah. player that you're hoping for a bit of a breakout performance or or anything of that ilk. I think this is more something that I'm just kind of watchful of. Um, we've finally got like our midfield mix back and all the Mm. guys that we want to be in there and then you look at our back line and i saw someone say it's like this feels like the key defender crisis of 2022 and now it's the the halfback crisis like i just couldn't imagine like at the end of last Mm. year someone saying well you're gonna be without williams and boyd it's like okay like they're they're important but they're kind of just around the fringes Mm. and doherty and sard aren't going to be playing wow um it's all of them. Yeah. It's just going to be interesting to see what we get. Um, and the team changes didn't exactly give me mm. a whole lot of hope that it, we we're going to get a good result there. So uh, it's just a, a wait and see. Another, you know, mm. Nick Newman, your man. He's oh, got to do it all he's now. He's going to be captaining the the smalls down there. No, that's, it's a tough one. And, and we'll, I'm keen for that little segue into some opposition analysis, knowing how their forward line stacks up and how we can try to yeah. quell that. Because, yeah, it knowing that transition's been an issue for us when you lose so much key personnel, I'm not trying to make an excuse, but sometimes you've just got to talk about facts. And the facts are that of some of our best ball movers aren't, aren't there. And with Gov back in, hopefully that will solve some issues, knowing that he likes to move the ball hopefully quickly he's back in. And, and get us going. But losing, you know, Doherty, Saad now, like that's your run and carry. And teams just don't have that much depth in those positions where you lose, you know, three of your best <laughs> ball movers out of there. And then you don't have Boyd as well, who'd be your next in. Like who else are you bringing in at this stage? It, it makes mm-hmm. having to move the magnets around difficult. And when you start to do that, then you start to move Cherid and Kennedy down there. And that's your midfield that's not firing. And just so many different as- facets of this game and team, it, it, it hurts you. But you've just got to move mm-hmm. on. You've got to find other ways to do it. And so I, I'm kind of I'm excited to see what levers we can pull. And the test for Vossi and this coaching group and the playing group is to adjust to this and, and do something different. And through the adversity, find ways to do it and find ways to win. They're the testaments of a, of a good side. And yeah. Now you got the response as well from last week. Everything's kind of building on this. So it's going to be oh, an interesting clash come Sunday for sure. Uh, another one, which I, I think I spoke about this last week. So maybe I'm just mm. reading from the same run sheet at this stage, but it's, <laughs> it's intensity and, and pressure from the jump. I want the first yeah, far time out. that ball is bounced. I don't want us to be going five, 10 minutes into this game thinking, Oh, well, they respond at quarter time. Like we've, geez, St. Kilda have got us here at the start again. Like how many weeks in a row can this happen? Particularly after this game against Adelaide, you'd think that we're going to be up and about. And I want to see it. I want to see some clearance dominance. I want to see some hard tackles early. Someone set the tone. That will just get me up and about. Set the tone. It's just, it's the way to do it these days. And yeah, I think that's one of my number one things is just first bounce. Shit, yeah, the boys are here to play. Because if they're not, that. we would be in trouble. It's feeling like a bit of a trend at the moment. It does feel I feel like it's been in this segment every single week. The intensity from the start. Will this be the week that we get it? Let's well, it's, hope. it's gonna stay there until until they show it. Like these, maybe that's it. We have to keep yeah. these things in there and mention them every single week until they got get it sorted, and then okay, it's off the list. That's fair. Oh well, this one's been there, I think, all, all season. I'm calling out a player. Nope. Oh. I want to see a big Harry bag. Yeah. I need to see this man, Marvel Stadium, just put a bag together. He hasn't done it this season yet. Um, Well, North Melbourne game. Come on. That was a bag. How many did he kick against North? Oh, surely it was like five or something. I'll get the stats up. Mate, Harry Harry went big against North. Oh, no. You've been trying to... You are ready to start a segment. Are you pitching it to me? (laughs) Telling me that... uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to be putting me under the pump with some on-the-spot trivia, and now I've I hope got you. He yeah, kicked so four, mate. Here. He kicked four goals, one. That's not bad. Oh, he did. He too. would have kicked yeah. more. He kicked one on the full, running into the goals. He missed another yeah, one with a right. right foot snap. Is four enough to be a bag? Surely. 
Yeah, Harry's look, out. that's I'll live with that. I was looking at the total goals that each of our players yeah. kicked this season, and I was like, how is that so low? So it's because he hasn't shown up in the other games. Um, look, okay, look, I'll, I'll I'll let that live, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for mm. one of our key forwards to take this game because they didn't mm. do it last week. Not that we gave them the right opportunities, but. My God, we we need one of them to fire to get the win here because we're not getting the goals from our mids mm. uh, at all, and we're not getting a whole lot from our smalls. Yeah. So, please, one of you do this for us. Yeah, I'd almost like to even like add on to yours there, talking about Harry and maybe pivoting away from him, just having to kick a lot of goals. But can I just go a game mm-hmm. with Harry where there isn't just one glaring moment where I just hands in head go what did oh. i just see from that big man like he does he does so many good things but there's always one moment of madness from harry and i'm just hoping this week there isn't that because he's kicked 10 and we don't have to worry about it um my last <laughs> what i want to see from this game is probably finally something different um it is can tim Membry just not kill us this year oh, I that's what i want to see we need to stop this man i'm sick of him coming out and looking like the greatest player that's ever laced boots on an AFL ground every time he plays against Carlton. Just surely he's come in for this. It's his grand final. He knows it. That's why he's timed his his injury <laughs> return for this clash. Someone make sure that this man does not touch the pill. Please. I pray. Who who do you reckon Stocker's gonna play on? Oh, that's a big question. It's a know. weird what, it's what a is weird kind I mean, I still up. don't know what Liam Stocker is. I'm surprised he even starts in their team, to be honest, as a little drive-by to that man, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it'll matter, to be honest. Yeah, okay. I'm just interested to see what we get there, what what, mm. what the vibes are going to be like. But you're oh, spot on about see... him. I think I'd love to see Durden on him. I reckon that'd be, that'd be fiery. Yeah, okay. I like that. Well, I've got one more little one, which will segue us into the listener questions. Um, so question here from Shane Davis. Very interesting question. Is TDK showing any development at all? Mm. Yeah. What do you think about that? <sighs> I mean, look, the, the Rux is a big issue currently, and I'm not sure either are showing a lot. Weirdly, I don't know. I don't have any stats to back this up. I feel as though he's better than last year, fractionally, but there's still... Yeah. Particularly there's the first still, few weeks. There's still so much more I, I don't think that he's getting thrown around as much body wise but he's still not dominating the taps he's still not offering enough around i don't know i mean the rucks are just a, an, an issue between the two of them and it was an interesting i was seeing some mm. some chats on twitter about it and discussing who should be the ruck and, and what do we do with the two and it led to an interesting point talking about the ruck split between them and and who yep has a bit more time actually in those rut contests because here we go. Here we go. I've got, I've got some stats for you and big shout out to at up the baggers on Twitter for, for throwing this out there because talking about the center yeah. bounce attendances and last year, the percentage split between them was Pito. And this is when they're playing together. Pito 73.5 and TDK 26.5. Mm-hmm. So a big difference between that, those two there really Pito was the yeah. dominant man. And our center clearance differential, actually, sorry, I will skip that bit. And then this year, mm-hmm. it is Pito 55%, TDK 44%. So mm. it's been a big shift. And maybe, maybe that has caused us to not be as good at the clearance work, not as good in the center of the ground. Because when you yeah. look at the center clearance differential averages this year, with Pito, we're negative 1.3. Without him, we're negative 4. So he's not necessarily doing that well with it, but without him, it's even worse. And then contested possession differential with Pito is plus 13. Without him, it's negative 13. So clearly, mm-hmm. him being in there, even if it's just marginally, we're doing better. <clears throat> and we seem to be doing better last year with him in the higher numbers being the dominant man. Seems like we're trying to split it a bit more. And maybe that isn't doing well. So it'll be interesting to see if they look to change that up this week to try and yeah. fix this dilemma. I think I, I enjoy those stats and I think they paint a good picture. But I'm just wondering, like, Pitt obviously didn't play round one. His game time was decreased over the past few weeks and he was injured this week. Do you think he was even 100% fit 
Like, have we seen 100% pit? I just don't think we have. Like, it's so different mm. to the guy that we saw last year when we were like, oh, my God, this guy could take over. I mean, I don't know, because maybe that's a reason why he's on less time in that in that center bounce and, and around the ground, because they're trying to do that. I think a part of it just could be trying to get DeConning to learn more and give him so. more opportunity, yeah. and it's a contract year for him. Do we need to play the game of... Well, if we want him to stay, we've got to make sure he's got the minutes in there. Like, I, I don't know what it is. And I, that's pure, pure mm. speculation from me. That's fair. I think even when, when Pitt is in there, I don't feel confident. So I, I, I don't know oh, if no. giving him more of the time is going to solve things, whether he's fit or not. It was funny. Like, I think Paolo put out there that, like, well, we, we drew when he we wasn't playing. And then we lost when he was subbed out. So the the only two games we haven't won this year have really been without Pito. So maybe he's the magic well, ingredient. Uh, but it's it's such a it's such a tough thing. The Rux is clearly such an issue for us. I don't know if we're going to see it solved this season. But um, to kind of go into a bit more of the listeners' question, there clearly yeah. we need more from Dakoni oh, in the absolutely. Ruck. Around the ground, he does some things, but it's that it's the Ruck contest that we're lacking in, and we need to see more development this season. From either of them, no questions asked. Got a good one here from your man, Super Bad. Yes. Um, now, I have to put my hand up because in the time that we've done this podcast, this is our fourth year, there is one game, one single game that I have not watched. Oh, and no. it was against this dumb team last year when I was overseas. So I don't I don't actually remember this. But last time, Jack Sinclair and Brad Hill killed us off yeah. half back. How do we negate these guys' influence? Mm. Or are our small forwards just not influential enough for them to have to worry? Mm. Big one from Superbad. It's a good one. It's a good one. And I'm not too sure. I'm, I wish I could. It's, it feels like we've never really stopped the halfbacks a lot. Even looking at round one, you know, just, you just see Daniel Rioli absolutely torch us. And, and maybe mm-hmm. the answer from the coaches, which is why he's still in this team, is Ed Kerno. Maybe they're thinking, well, we'll put him to him. And that will negate the role. I don't love it. I don't love super negating roles. I'd almost rather us try to play our way and hope yep. that if we're using the ball better, entering inside 50, that, well, he's not getting his hands on it because we're stretching the, def- the, the defenders there and our forwards are getting the ball first. All these little things. If we're first to the ball, if we're winning it, then the defenders for St. Kilda aren't there. And I think those kind of go yeah. the way of negating this issue of halfbacks killing us is – when we enter it poorly and they've got space, there's issues. And, and then it comes back to the work mm-hmm. rate of the midfield. They've got to be there to stop that rebound. It kind of goes into everything that we've struggled with throughout the last few years 100%. and fixing all those little things. I think does it like matchup wise. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's almost trying to make them a bit more accountable. Like you need, yeah. whether it's, you know, Motlop gets on, on, onto the leash and unleashed and things like that. That's kind of what I think is the way to do it. The way we, with Saad, I guess on like a Stengel, like thinking it of the the flip reverse way where yep. Stengel has to now defend. Yeah. Because, oh God, Saad's going ballistic. Doing it the other way. Like if we're playing well and the forwards are attacking the ball and creating goal threats, then maybe that makes his job a lot harder. So I don't know. It's, mm. it's a tricky one. I'm keen to see the matchup. And if yeah. anyone has any questions, any ideas of how to stop these halfbacks running off us, leave it in the comments. Um, tweet at us at Navy Blue Corner yeah. because... I need some more ideas. I liked your point about the entries because uh, that resonates a lot with the Adelaide game where we're obviously doing these shit entries to like, Mm. I don't know, a five on two. And it just presents the perfect opportunity for their halfbacks to get unleashed. Mm. So I I think that actually plays a big role in it too. Um, We've got a comment here just to back up your point from before from Damien. We need to come out firing in the first quarter and not look back. Love it. I'm, I'm back that in. And then here's a big question here as we uh, transition to the next segment. From our man, Adrian Sal. And Adrian... Okay. Oh, Mr. Scoops. Look at this man. Big detective out there. Oh, that's it. true. Yep. Very good point. And the point I was going to make is okay. next in line, line for a nickname, I would say. Because it, it, it's feeling like it's almost mm. a weekly basis now with... With Sal, so can I leave that with you? Or I think so. Look, it could be it could be scoops because I cannot scoops believe what this man has been doing the last few weeks. For anyone on Twitter, I mean, follow this man because 
I don't know how he's been getting this information, but last week he was giving us the intel that, look, Gov was carrying a bit of an injury throughout the week. He he had the shoes, the runners on. He wasn't in the boots doing a bit of a training session. And this week he's got Mitch McGovern, good to go. He's got a photo of Pitt's eye to let us know what it's looking like and how the swelling is and the injury. So, I mean, this man, he's everywhere. He's on the streets. I think we almost need to hire him as a bit of a PI for us to get us <laughs> the information. And maybe we can use him as an exclusive so he's not out there giving it to any of the other Carlton podcasts because there's so many. We need some kind of leverage, <laughs> some kind of competitive advantage. Maybe Sal is our man. We've always said that we need some, like a, a fly on the wall, someone on the yeah. inside. And we've got our man. This might be too niche because we enjoy different American sports. Oh, but no, are you familiar with Woj? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the yeah. greats. His name's Adrian as well. Maybe there's something there. There's something Sal, in that. Woj, the Adrians. I don't know. The scoops are coming. But his question. Do you agree this is a defining match for our season? And I can't mm. wait to hear your answer. It's, see, it's difficult because I think I said that I thought the Geelong game, win or loss, was going to be the defining game. And I, then I was like, oh, yes, we're good at footy. And everything that's preceded that has been abysmal, even though I've exactly. got a couple of wins in there. So I'm not too sure. I think that if we see good, this is okay. This is maybe a fence hit, and we love that on this. On oh, this I, I can but, tell. I can tell. <laughs> I think if we win, have a seat. Then oh yeah, it is. It is defining because look at this. We've responded. All the uh, issues we've had, the boys have figured it out. But then if we lose, it's like, well, if it is, then oh god. And I don't think I want to live in that world. And I don't know. I've been trying to. It kind of segues into a bit of a thought that I had today, trying to research this and be a bit more optimistic. And that's kind of what this build-up show is. It's kind of forget last week, get optimistic. And part of that was looking at the whole build into the season and and try to get to where you are. And you don't want to be the team that wins it in April because things are are going to change. And looking at other teams and where they've been throughout other seasons and the sentiment around other AFL coaches it's kind of like get to the buy hopefully you've banked enough wins hopefully you've, you've learned enough and then back end of the season bang that's where you want to be playing your best football obviously sure. if you're playing bad now it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to fix it and be good later <laughs> in the back half of the season because mate if that would happen then the team on the bottom would win the premiership every year but in saying that because we've shown little bits and we think we're going to be good I'm not going to put too much on if we do lose to St. Kilda because you just don't Mm -hmm. know what could happen after it. And that's the kind of mentality I'm hoping to take where, look, if we can just keep doing something and do enough, and whether that's win this week or whatever it is, and we can start to see some improvement, mate, get to that bye. We've got enough wins. We're still in that finals contention. And hopefully we've learned the lessons. But I think to to rattle and finish this, thought off because I'm all over the place, but it is. I love it. I think that as far as defining, there does still need to be some questions answered from this win or loss performance, good or bad, because there's still so many issues going into this. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Look at the optimism spouting out of you, mate. That's (laughs) what's happened. What's happened. (laughs) God, that was uplifting. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I don't know whether this season is like making me jaded or something, but Mm. like it feels like every game we've had so far this season in isolation is just its own little entity Mm. and none of it, like none of it is like connected. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Like, I I I I I I could see us winning this week and us going, everything's fixed and then losing to West Coast the week after. And it's like, it's all... It's all separate. Mm. And so that's my pessimistic take is that yeah. I, I, we, we could see things in this game and then not see them for the next month. Mm. And we could also not see anything in this game that we've been crying out for. And then we all put it all together the next week. Mm. It's just it's just the way that it is. And four years of us doing this now, no matter how much we are like, okay, we are good or we are shit. You just never know what we're going to get the next week. So I guess that makes it exciting. And I'm not sure we'll actually be able to, with any confidence, be able to say that we're good until we kind of make finals. Like, even if we get a couple of good wins, you and I, every time we always say, like, how confident really are we going into any game against any opposition? 
And because <laughs> yeah, we've been so traumatized, because we just don't know, we haven't been that team that top four every single year. You don't have that in the bank where you can just think that you're going to show the consistent good football. And this season, yeah. almost more than any other, how many good teams you know, lose a game they probably shouldn't? And any team right now can honestly beat anyone, which makes it difficult, which means maybe we shouldn't be jumping to too many conclusions based off things. Maybe matchups sometimes, are, maybe Adelaide matchup just so good against what we're trying to do and it was an off game and, and next week we do something better against someone else. Like, I don't know. That's my optimism hat on. But wow. It, it, can, it can go so many different ways and that's the difficult thing and it's why this game against St. Kilda knowing that they play a bit similar to Adelaide on the outside. I want to see if we've learned anything. Please, show me something because I think we're all needing it. We need that optimism because you can you can try to talk it into yourself and get it all, but until you see something, it's, it's hard to truly be optimistic. You need the evidence. You need the substance. Remind me to play that little snippet back to you as we're leaving the ground on Sunday and you're mouthing off at the Saints fans. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm like, hey, because we won or lost because it'll probably happen either way to be honest that's exactly my point yeah uh, that'll wrap that beautiful well, what, should what we talk we... about the Saints unfortunately we have to that's kind of what you love the, uh, the Saints the... Oh, oh I know <laughs> there's a few of us there's a few of us me I think you were saying it before we started I know uh, Cammy Dempster loves them too they're just we were talking oh. with Robbo about it before North as well. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't look, I'll say it right now because who cares? Who cares? If there's a St. Kilda supporter listening to this, well done. I don't know why you are, but like they would be, if I was in control of the <laughs> AFL, first team gone. First team gone. I don't care if they beat us by 100 points and they're going, mate, you've done nothing for 20 years, relevant. I hate yous. You're pointless. Get rid of them. But at the moment... Credit to the Saners <laughs> under Ross the boss. They're in form. They're confident. And I think that's something to maybe kind of worry about a little bit at the moment is that we're coming into this questioning everything. Is the midfield shit? Do we have to trade everyone out? What's going on? Well, they're sitting back yep. thinking, mate, everything's gravy. We did just lose to Collingwood, but gee, the effort was there. We almost got them. They'd be up and about regardless. And they'd be confident knowing how well organized they are under Ross and that, you know, they're making the most out of their injuries. We're talking about ours, but the Saints have been riddled with mm-hmm. them themselves. This There's is kind true. of almost no excuses to talk about things like that, knowing what they're able to do and looking at the things to watch out for right now. And it's it's kind oh. of what I've been saying. They're a little bit like Adelaide in that they're really good on the outside and outside of clearances. Their sort of post-clearance work is really good. And I've been mm-hmm. scaring the the, uh, the stats, everything out there to try and find a few. And St. Kilda are currently ranked third for contested possession wins in general play. So kind of, you know, their, their weakness is that they're 10th for contested possessions win at clearance. So kind of like Adelaide, they're not a team that necessarily wins all the clearances, but it's what uh-huh. they do after that. And their contested possession on their ground balls, all that kind of stuff is very, very high, which means... What's our weakness, Lockie? When we don't win it out of the middle, we struggle to keep going after that. That's kind of their bread and butter, which is the kind of issue for this. We saw the perfect example last week. So what can we do? Because that contested possession in general play after the clearance, that, that's the vital one because normally that's further away from the stoppage. You're out in space. It's those critical contests where if you win that, you're in the clear. It's an inside 50 or you're transitioning the ball away from the danger area. So they're really good at that being third. And they're, they're, yeah, their mm-hmm. run and spread is just very similar. We've got players to watch out for because their personnel on the outside can hurt you. And that's kind of what they've been doing with, you know, Jack Steele and a few guys being out. They've had to yeah. play this dynamic ball game. And I think that is an area to look out for. Wow. I'm glad you've done your homework, mate, because <laughs> look, yeah, I haven't watched a whole lot of the Saints this year because as we said, not my favorite. Why would you want to? Watch. Why would you want to? Um, but yeah, a similar style to Adelaide. Wow, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, Perfect and and price. what maybe is something that's a little bit different from Adelaide, but maybe more concerning. So sorry, this is this is the bleak part of it. It's almost where we put out. Glad you got Saint, that optimism. Uh, Sainers halos on, mate, and we're here to oh. be. No, I hated that. I hate Saint Kilda. Um, they but they do have some really good key defenders. Because Callum Wilkie is in like all Australian form at the moment. Josh Battle mm-hmm. is quite good as well. 
which means it's going to be a bit harder than maybe it was against a team like an Adelaide, against teams that we've maybe played this season. For Harry and Charlie, what can they do down there? Because if our entry inside 50 is as bad as it was last week or as bad as it's been at patches this season, we're in trouble because those guys can can sort of deal with it a lot better than guys we've come up against. So it needs to be better. And at the moment, St. Kilda is ranked number one at preventing shots in their opponent's forward 50. So in their defense, mm-hmm. they're the best at it. They're, they have at 34.7%, I think, is like per inside 50 preventing the shot. We kind of rank fourth, which is insane to think about at 41.6. So, mate, this is – it's insane to see what's going on as far as the conversions inside 50 and what we're able to do, considering we're fourth, they're first. Bit of a battle at, at the top of the table there, which kind of makes me positive in a way that our defense is holding up. Then theirs is as well. So our forwards have got to be doing well, is all I'm saying. So that transition, all mm-hmm. the things that are bad at the moment – they're going to make it tough for us. So, you know, wow. we've just got to bring our A game. What do you sort of make of that? I, I'm really finding it hard to gauge. Normally, I can gauge from you how you're feeling about an opposition in the game. And I'm really not. I don't know if you're, <laughs> if you're feeling confident or optimistic or not. Yeah. I'm not too sure I know. Because it's okay. that I think St. Kilda are playing good football. And I'm very concerned that if we don't bring all those little things that we're absolutely gone and it's going to be a 100-point belting. But... Equally, I do think that we are good enough and that there are enough elements out there that if we actually play our best football, that this is a win for us. And it it goes back to just the stupid little things that we keep saying. Like that top-end talent is there. Everything Uh else happens and system goes for us. We can get it done. And I, I just, for as good as they're playing, I still am not convinced and maybe this is just my anti-St. Kilda bias but (laughs) I'm just I'm not sure Uh, that when everyone else is fit and firing in the AFL that they're going to hold on because they did this last year they were really hot at the start of the season fell off but maybe that's where Ross the boss is going to change things for them but as as I'm kind of Mm. saying that their their injuries have had to make them a little bit creative you know no King now they've got no Caminiti who is their third highest goal kicker at the moment with seven goals in doing that, their smalls are doing the damage. This is kind of what we have to look out for. At the moment, their leading goal kicker is Jack Higgins with 12. Machido Owens with eight. And then you look at yep. the others, Butler and Gresham have both got five. Got Membry back in this week. So that's another one of those dynamic forwards to look out for. Mateus Philippou, another one. He's a bit taller, but he's a bit more of a mid forward. He's kicked yep. six. So they've got quite a lot of their small kind of players throughout there doing a lot of their damage, knowing that they have to stretch the field. They've got to move it quick, get it in, because they don't have the tools to, to do the damage. And the moment they're tools, Zane Cordy who's kicked four, Tom Campbell, a bit more of a ruckman, and Rowan Marshall. They're kind of the tools that are there. So maybe mm-hmm. the introduction of a Tom Campbell will mean that Rowan Marshall gets a bit more of a forward split to do some damage knowing Caminiti's not there. It's going to be interesting to see their matchup. But that's kind of where, for me, our midfield's got to do a lot of the the damage and they have to step up because they've got Jack Steele back in. If we don't win it from there and they're able to stream out and the pressure is not there for the inside 50 of St. Kilda delivering it in, then we may struggle knowing that they have so many dangerous, potent smalls that they like to get up the ground, they like to move. That's kind of another dangerous area. But knowing defense is good for us, maybe this is an area that we could carve it up knowing they're not that not, not that tall mitch mcgovern intercept city oh wow mate <laughs> you've you're firing me up i'll be honest i can't believe we have to wait <laughs> another four days for this because now i'm i'm ready for it it's funny because i feel like i'm just saying like this is how st kilda are going to absolutely dominate us because we're shit yeah. this and you're like mate how good is this uh, we're going to win by 100 nah, points nah, nah. <laughs> no you you're giving me the confidence trust yeah well look the last thing i'll say about st kilda before we get into talking about selection the team changes and then how carlton uh-huh. are going to come out and win the carlton scars will be back on but the players to look out for really apart from everyone i've named kind of already talked about him a little bit but it's jack sinclair and maybe your, your brad mm. hill the, the pace and rebounds these guys are good users of the football it's how they're going to carve us up on the outside so we've got to stop that run in the ways we, we alluded to earlier and the other one who's playing good footy at the moment is Mason Wood on the wing. Bit of a taller mm. um, battler out there. So he's someone that can take a mark. We need to quell his influence a little bit. But he's in red-hot form. So just another one to look out for. Oh, God, this is just a not a 
like a group of players that we would have been worried about a month ago. No, is it? not at all. You called out Mason Wood for me. Oh, Mate, if you, this is the thing. Bad. If you'd watch St. Kilda, you'd actually be like, oh, this guy's actually not bad. No, I know. Whereas a year ago, yeah. you're like, this guy, Jesus, he's a dud. But he's actually in this raw system. What's he do? He gets the best out of poor players. Raf Clark might be wanting to get a comeback the way he's going at the moment. <laughs> Maybe Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was at, I was at the Saints Bombers game and I was watching Mason and I was Lock like, Blockbuster okay, clash. Mason's doing a bit. Yeah. And look, they did look good, so um, I'll put the respect on them. But yeah. we'll get up. But our wingers, we'll the our, our wingers have been a, a good point for us this season, so I am excited to see how that goes. But let's get into the team changes. I'd love to get your thoughts, Lockie, because mm-hmm. we are recording this on Thursday night. We do not know the 100% changes, but we might be jumping yep. on socials to give our live thoughts when the full teams are announced. But at the moment, we've got that sure. lovely extended bench because this is a Sunday game. At the moment, we know Sardi's out. Maybe he's an issue with their small forwards. He's got that calf strain. In onto the extended bench is Chincotta, Kemp, O'Brien, and McGovern. Just what are your quick thoughts on, on the sort of team changes that are there? What do you like? What do you not like in Lockie? Uh, well, firstly, I want to go back to you with something. What's your, what's your percentage likelihood you think that Gov plays? I would say high going off uh, – Adrian Scoops over there. Scoops, he yeah, said, I don't want to He hear said Adrian on Twitter, Scoops. he did say, old Wodge, he did say that he was good to go. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of think at the moment, knowing that he's been named in the okay. team, big center halfback, they're confident, no worries here. And as well, knowing that now Saad had the tightness, but they've gone, nah, so strain, he's out. Yeah. Makes me think that McGovern's good. I think Pitternet would be okay. the one I'd be more concerned about. So for Gov, mate, 99%, mm. Pitt wow. will go 70%. Okay, interesting. That's I'm cool. Uh, my, my my quick thoughts on the changes. Um, I guess the few things we spoke about was would Dow finally get a go mm. um, as we were hoping for some mid changes potentially. And I just don't think Plowman should be in this team, sadly. He's yeah. been our man for a while, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we see him as an out, I'm thinking, especially with a couple of the guys that could be in. Yeah, knowing that now Kemp is in there as well, you'd be hoping that Plowman definitely is not in that team. I guess my yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I was very underwhelmed, I think, when I saw the team changes, and I don't know what I was looking for because I wasn't I expecting Dow as much as I was kind of thinking Every that week. it would be nice to have him in there, but just and maybe maybe we'll have more on this. Maybe I won't feel as underwhelmed when the official team changes are out, and maybe they drop someone ridiculous out of the team. But I just we, yeah. we needed run. We needed. Some run around the contest. That wasn't necessarily meaning that like a an inside mid was coming out and that someone else was coming into that, but we needed something else. And I think for me, just Ed Kerno still being in there makes me very, I don't know. I don't know what the word is to be nice there because yeah. I have no issue with Ed Kerno coming in if we need an inside mid. But with Cripps, with Hewitt, with Kennedy, like there's just so many of these guys in there that if we're playing Ed yeah. Kerno now as a, as a forward... I just don't love that over maybe someone else. And that's yeah. probably what's got me a bit frustrated with the lackluster changes that I don't know. And I think I wanted bins in the squad, at least in the squad in contention for a debut, because he's yeah. someone that's been playing and applying his trade really well in the Magoos and knowing we need some pace, knowing it could potentially be a versatile option there. I was excited. Now maybe I'm not so excited, but yeah, I don't know. It was very Fair enough. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe I wanted a statement. Maybe I wanted to see a big name just straight out. I don't know. Maybe we'll get it. Well, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, what do they say? It doesn't seem like say, we do I, this. I, I wouldn't hold your breath. Maybe hold your yeah. breath because I, I just I don't know. It's just got that vibe about Hewitt. Is Hewitt mm. going to come out again and have like fifteen touches and not look like himself like for the fourth week mm. in a row? Whatever. I don't know. You'd hope not. You'd hope not. So I guess, yeah. yeah, what would you have done, Lockie? If you were in charge, I'd love to know what changes you would have oh. made. Because I know you're not a big changes man. You like to keep I, things pretty similar. We have lost, which allows you to make some some changes. You're right. Knowing that I think I was someone that was looking for like four or potentially five changes this week. Because you know me. I always love chopping and changing. I'd love to hear where mm-hmm. you've had a few more days to, to relax. Who would have been your ins and outs this week? <laughs> 
It's like you're inside my head right now. That's exactly how I was going to preface if I was going to open this bit of the segment. <laughs> you know exactly how I think about this kind of thing. I know how you do. And I've definitely changed my tone since Ooh. Monday a bit. Um, obviously, the Garvian facade is great if he's healthy. It has to happen. Mm. Um, and then, as I said, I'd, I'd be taking Plowman out. And then it's between Kemp and Chincotta. For me... I would be choosing Chincotta out of those two yep. to be coming into the 22 just because of the type of player. Not saying that mm. Kemp hasn't been doing well in the VFL, but um, as more of a replacement for that halfback type, yeah. um, that feels right. So then I'm like, is there a way to get Kemp into this team too? And if mm. I was making the changes, I probably I probably wouldn't be doing that. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm looking at uh, Josh Honey there. Um, doesn't that, excite that you, doesn't, does it? No, it doesn't. Um, does Kemp as the sub excite? Uh, mm. Not sure. So give me your seven changes. <laughs> well, they've changed throughout the week because if anyone did listen to the selection table on Pommy oh, and yes. Oz's YouTube channel, I laid out my changes bare then. Obviously, Saad at that stage was an in, which has made me change things a little bit. And... Uh-huh. As much as as much as I probably would have had Dow in for Hewitt, just because I don't think he's a hundred percent. I don't yeah. know the fact that they've named him again. Like maybe he's good to go. Maybe he's good yeah. to go. So Take let's leave that one. Him. Where I think it, the I'd have four changes, four simple changes. I think McGovern comes straight in for Plowman for the change yep. that was not meant to happen last week through the injury. Sard comes out. We need to place him, play, replace him with pace. That's in the form yep. of Jim Cotter, a like for like substitution. Agreed. I said I want more pace around the ball, so Ed Kerno comes out because we've kept everyone else in. We need that inside midfielder out for balance. I think Bins comes in because I like mm-hmm. him as being a bit of that high half forward to kind of rotate with a Walsh, with a Chera, get some someone around the stoppage, not necessarily in the coal face, that when we win it, handball out. Now we've got these guys running that C shape to just spread us away from the contest. And that's what I like about Bins. He has played that half-forward role um, in his under-18 year and in his juniors. But then he can also mm-hmm. play that attacking winger, which we do like, that he has played in the twos. And that kind of allows, again, more versatility. You then get, does Hollands get a couple of CBAs to add some pace around it? Do you throw Acres in in Love case it. you just want to change something up? And I like the idea of whether you use it or you don't, you've got a possible rotation. And that's kind of where I was looking at this squad. And then the last one was, I just don't love Honey being in there. Yeah. And I at the moment, there's so many guys out of form in that forward line. Like you can make the argument for Fisher to come out, which originally in my changes, I had Sauce coming out. But with mm. so many other players now on side, I just kind of, it's just too many changes. And Fisher was the one that by the end of that selection table, I had gotten Fisher out of there. But I think Honey has to go out first for me. And into doing that, I don't think we have another forward to bring into the mix. I don't think I want to bring in another midfielder. So to shore up the fact that we didn't really replace Doherty at all. It was just yeah. kind of like ro- rotate the other guys. I'm bringing in a Brody Kemp to play that doc role in that defense. Damn. And because of that, that allows your Cheras, it allows your Hewitt's, not Hewitt's, your, your Kennedy's not have to play as much halfback. They can stick yep. to what they're doing. It allows you a bit of that rotation. That's what I would have done. And let me know your team mm-hmm. changes, what you guys would have done in the comments if you're on YouTube. Remember, if, you, if you're enjoying the content while you're here, like and subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you're on the streaming services, chuck us a follow so you're always up to date with what's coming out. And then get us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok as well, at Navy Blue Corner. Let us know your thoughts because we always love to interact with you. The more notifications we get, the happier Lockie and I are, really. So <laughs> they might kind of changes. Let's kind of do a bit of prediction now. This will date itself pretty quickly, but at least it gives us our thoughts so you can kind of judge how we would have reacted to the team changes. So maybe look at it that way. We're keeping that optimistic glass half full on. Going off the extended bench, Lockie, who are the four Mm. you're keeping and who becomes the sub out of those guys? And this is prediction, not what I would be doing. That's right. Okay. Well, I want to be. Oh, is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. Oh. Predict, predict what you'd like, because then we can get our thoughts later. I zoned out for a second because I was thinking, would they? Like, yeah, no. Normally, I pay attention to every word you say. Um, I don't know. Would, would they do this to Chincotta? Like, whatever mm. it is, Saturday Arvo would be like, he's playing. 
like I don't know. That doesn't really feel like it's going to happen, but I'm going to say that it is. So mm-hmm. I guess from the extended bench, I'll say that it's Kennedy, Fisher, DeConing, and Chincotta. And yeah. yeah, I reckon they'll go Kemp as the sub um, okay. out of that mix because mm-hmm. it ain't going to be Plowman. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I predict it'll be Kemp. They'll, they'll reward him by giving him somewhat of a run. Yep, I'm very similar. Very, very similar. I've I've all gone the exact same on the on the bench. Kennedy Fisher, DeConing, Chin, Cotter, because if, if you're looking at, it, I think Honey doesn't fit the bill. Yeah. Um, Plowman obviously not. You've got to keep the other guys potentially in there because, like, yeah, I mean, I I would I'd be happy for Fisher to come out to be honest on his form, but it's just that issue of like, <sighs> who the hell do we bring in for him? Yeah. And it's, it's like him or Honey, and neither neither excite me. And then as far as my sub, it's kind of between Kemp. It's between O'Brien. I just feel like they're going to go O'Brien again. It feels like that's Fair the enough. easy option. A bit of pace around it. I don't love it. I don't really love any of these guys as the sub, which is why in my changes as well, like when I brought everyone out of that team, Fish was going to end up probably being my sub, weirdly. Hmm. But, you know, it is, it is what it mm-hmm. is. It is what it is. That's kind of it all there. But, I mean, yeah, let us know who you think is going to stay into that team. It's... Yeah, who knows what is going to happen with this team? It's just it, it's not exciting, mm. but I'm hopefully we can get the best out of us, like St Kilda have been. But yeah, that's going to kind exactly. of wrap up that segment. What's next for us, Lucky? I think it's time we get the classic Ian hype up. Like this is where you say, not not how could we win it, but how are we going to win it? How what are the keys, mate? What are the keys to winning? I feel like there's a there is a sting in that to do with some yeah. jingling keys. Where we got to do, we got to do something there. We got to do something. I'm excited we for that. We really need to up the production quality of this thing. What are we doing? We We're do. four I'm, years I'm, in. Don't you worry. I reckon by the end of this year, there's not going to be like a, a five minutes on this without some sort of sting coming into it. So I'm very excited for almost like everything it. to have a little bit of a, a, an intro. But yeah, how are we going to do it? It's almost what I've been saying every single week. It starts in that midfield. All the pressure, all the talk this week has been about how slow we are. They're no good. They can't get their hands on the football. It's time to respond. Mm-hmm. Win the clearances. Nothing. It's half the bloody battle. And I think if we work harder on the spread, get the right mix in there at the time, get that t- tackle pressure and intensity from the start, it's just going to alleviate so many of the issues. Because as I've said, with St. Kilda's quick style of football, they want to get it into their dynamic smalls. They, they don't rely on their key tools, which means they need really good, mm-hmm. efficient entry. So if our mids work better, they're working harder not to allow these no-pressure forward entries like we saw against Adelaide. It makes yeah. our defenders' lives so much easier knowing we've got a few outs in there. It's forcing the Saints to bomb it in under pressure. What does that mean? Gov's going to mop it up. Their tools aren't that good. We can absolutely finish it for them. And I think that's kind of the key to it. It all stems around that midfield. And that'll hopefully have that flow-on effect. And yeah, it's getting pace around it, whether that's Walsh, Chera, Fisher, Holland. I just want them on that outside. But again, mids need to win it clean. No fumbles. Get the hands out. And that's just going to solve the problems. It's going to solve our ball movement and inside 50s because if we're fumbling, handballing it to the guy on our right who's under pressure, can you expect him to have a good inside 50? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he can, Lockie. I don't think he can. It's almost like it's all connected. This is what it we're is. realizing. It's, it's not, it's, there's nothing in isolation. It's all one mm. big thing. I'm feeling very philosophical today, mate. <laughs> I'm feeling calm. That's it. We, should, we should write a book. Maybe we'll start our meditation app. Maybe that's what needs to happen after yeah. this. But the last thing that I want to say that is another key that stems from that, because we're all interconnected. It's the circle of life, Lockie, and it mm-hmm. is our ball movement and transition because if we're efficient and we're clean, we're moving the ball, things are going to work out well for us. A key stat that I, I saw that came across this week Mm-hmm. It's about connection inside 50. And currently, our retention rate inside 50 rates 11th. So we're getting rid of the ball. We're not keeping it. We're not being good when we have ball in hand. And also, our mark rate per inside 50, every time we're getting it in, ranks 14th in the AFL. That's poor. It's not good <laughs> enough. So if we sort this out, we've got the two best bloody key forwards in the game, mate. You want Harry to That's absolutely true. dominate, get back to his house. You're talking about keys to winning. I'm talking about the keys to Harry's house, and that is connection inside 50. <laughs> oh, no. It's getting the ball in clean. It's what we want to see. How's that? That's not bad. Um, that's on the that's fly, great. too. That wasn't even written uh, down. That's what you're going to get I'm, from me now. And on. 
I'm in production mode. I feel like there's a <laughs> Ian's Rogue Stat of the Week segment or yes, something sir. like that because that's Rogue and mm. I'm here for it. And we're open, as as always, to hear some suggestions. If anyone has an idea, I mean, it saves <laughs> me having to think of anything firstly. I'll be very, very transparent around that. But if someone has any ideas for the pod, I'm if always anyone... going to listen to it. <laughs> And no one wants, wants to jump on. <laughs> Someone wants to replace me. Jump on. <laughs> Please get this off our off our plate. We just want yeah, to enjoy the footy. Yeah, I think talking about ball movement as well, like uh, trying to really emphasize the importance of this is that St. Kilda, we've talked about their defense and Look, they stifled Collingwood's ball movement quite a lot last week. They didn't get the W, but Collingwood weren't allowed to play the expansive fast football as much as they have in recent weeks. And the Pies move it better than us. They move it fast with Gov back in, and hopefully that makes things a little bit better. But that is where the key is for us. Midfield win it, faster, better, cleaner ball movement. We do those things. Oh. It's such an easy win because, mate. Dub. I'm sick of Ross. I'm sick of the talk about oh. St. Kilda. I'm sick of, mate, they're about to lose the game. He's go. in the coach's box smiling, getting all happy. Go off. I want to wipe that fa- that smile off Ross's face. He's, he's out there saying, We'll just play our way. We'll win. We'll get whoever on Cripper. Doesn't bloody matter. He he wanted to come to us. And guess what? We said, Ross, you just got to tell us why you want to be here. And he said, no, you know it. Oh, I can't. I'm not, I'm not going to come in here with the PowerPoint bloody presentations. We didn't want him. We don't want someone that isn't willing to put the work in. That's why we got big Vossy. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're going to beat the bloody Saints this week. We will be back here. That's going to wrap this episode up because we're going to be back here next week after a big win. Lockie, do you have anything else to add before we roll this out? Roll this I do. train out here. I do, actually. Okay. And I don't know where this fits in the run sheet because it, it works so well at going into this and your little rant and how you pump everybody up. But are we doing our tips? The Carlton oh, Tears are relying on us to put you, our tips in. Mate, and I'm sure I tipped nine is... last week. Oh, when we I'm were sure you did. Me. So this is on the fly because guess what, Lockie? You know I'm very good. Very good at my preparedness. Is that a word? Maybe it's not. Sure. Um, but I do not have the footy tips up. I do not have them in the run sheet. And maybe that's where, when I <laughs> sent you the run sheet, with a lot of time in advance here, <laughs> I was like, tell me if I'm missing anything. And you haven't. Uh, here we go. Let's all have to log in. This is great for the listeners. But we're keeping it in because we're raw here. And let's, let's see what we did last week. Six out of nine last week. We've gone down. I'm seeing a big feels- red arrow pointing down saying that we've gone negative in our rankings. We are 173rd wow. out of 309. Well, that's fantastic. It's not doing well, but no, it's not good. what can we do here? What can we do this well, week to turn this around? What can we do? Well, that means that means it's your week. I, oh, no. I took over last week, right? And the week yep. before it was it was Big Marcos. So let me read these out to you. Listeners, Let's let's see. What's the benchmark? You got to go seven and up, eight and up. I think you. I think yeah. Nine you've got to. Nine. You've got to beat the person's tips the week before. Okay. If you if it's even, to keep it, it going. switches yep. regardless. You've got to beat it to stay on. Yeah, I love that. It. All right, this is how we can you rise to the top? Do you think from here, or are we too far gone? No, we can still win it. We can still win it. I yep. back us. All right. Firstly, the Bulldogs traveling over to Perth. Dockers. No, oh, no. Oh god, this is this is a shit one to start off with. I think both teams are not that great. I think the doggies are better. Oh, it's hard to tip against Frio at home. It just oh, always is. Mate. But Frio sucks. So we're going Frio to bounce back to sort it out for once. And we'll go my favorite margin of eleven points. Mm-hmm. Nice little close one there. Get it over the yeah, line. We always run that back. God, we got three bangers on Saturday. Uh Port West Coast, Adelaide Oval. Uh, that is okay. Port, thank you. A blockbuster. Just, this is blockbuster. a grim Saturday. Thank God, mate. Isn't this is this... why we've got to get to the driving range. We've got to play some golf on Saturday because I'm not going to be staying home watching this. Maybe I'll watch the 725 game, but during the day, I want to be out and about in that sunshine. Look at this fixture. Thank God they didn't put us at the MCG with all these blockbusters on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> what on earth is going on here? There must be something happening there. Uh, Giants, Lions. Brisbane aren't good away from home, but you've got to back him in surely against the Giants to get it done. Big Gunston back in. Cool. I'm not going to say I agree or disagree with you because I want this to be, yeah, you know, here you go. I don't want to own this when we get three. Uh, Cats, Swans at the Cattery. Ooh. 
Yeah, it's at the Cattery, so I think you got to back Geelong there. If it was it anywhere else, I, I really do like the Swans. I think they are, if I was to say, right. t- top four teams right now. The Swannies are in it. It's just, they don't $2. lose $2. down there. Hmm. Oh, I'm seeing 275 here, so we have got different agencies, oh, clearly. Okay, there you go. Uh, interesting. Get your value where Lockie is, because it's clearly better than what I'm copping. Yep, no free advertising around here. No. Uh, so who are you going? You're going Cats? Going Cats. Okay, and then Hawthorne, Adelaide, Tasmania. Mm, see, the Tassie factor makes you think Hawthorne, but I think they're shithouse. So let's back in the Crom, unfortunately. Our game. This is where you tell me if you're actually feeling confident. Have you ever tipped against Carlton? Are you one of those guys? I used to be... I mean, well, garbage, so it was easy. But I, I've fluctuated. Yeah, I, I used that. to be like, a, you have to tip your team. And then it was yeah. almost, I was scared to tip us because I felt like that was some bad karma. So I started just tipping like against multis. us rather than it even being a, I think we're going to lose just that. I just don't, don't want to put it in the universe. I'll say the other team's going to win. That way we win. But I'm going Carlton this week. You have to back us in. A bounce back performance at Marvel. No better way to do it for your Sunday afternoon. Hugh Greenwood Cup, Suns North. I'm backing in the Suns, weirdly. I feel like North are a better team, but I don't know. There's something about Gold Coast in Gold Coast. They, they beat Geelong. Go on. Go the Matty Rouse. Look, I don't blame you for not having a whole lot of faith in North. That's okay. And your man Jai is out as well. So, oh, no. Monday, Melbourne, Richmond. What a game. Yeah, definitely Melbourne. Uh, don't need to say much else on that. Richmond are yeah. cooked. Let's go. Let's go yeah. to the Anzac Day Clash. A Tuesday. How about this? Day off work. What do you on reckon? A, yeah. Is everyone taking leave on Monday? Is that what we're all doing? So we can then get you the betcha. long weekend? Because I haven't done it yet, and I feel like I've missed a trick. But I mean, oh, I feel like Monday that? now, I'm going to get paid, and it's going to be a breezy day. Because who's going to do any work? No one got Tuesday off, huh? Mate, we're hitting the town after the footy on Sunday. <laughs> And, and going all Monday and Tuesday. That's on my radar. I like um, who are you backing? I think it's Collingwood. I think it's Collingwood. I just still don't believe in Essendon. Not like I ever think I will. But Me. I don't know. Collingwood are playing too well at the moment. Yeah, I think it's... it's It, it finally might Jake actually Springer. be... A, it might finally be a good game of footy because Essendon are in form. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it's a draw. You don't remember last... Now I'm being the, the guy. You don't remember last year's Anzac Day, mate? I do. I don't want to be reminded of who was kicking the goals because then that triggers some other thoughts, unfortunately. But that is the uh, tips. I'll submit them. Make sure they're in. And they're in. They are locked in because I'll be back here doing them next week because I'll That's a solid three out of nine, I reckon. (laughs) That's what I'm predicting. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts. Did you have many that you disagreed with? You have to tell me which ones. I am not disclosing. If you you regardless, then next week I'll be saying that we were aligned. Regardless, if if I don't do well, you get on. So whether you agreed with me or not, you get the ch- chance. Yeah. I just want to know if you're feeling confident about me. No, I'm not disclosing that. I'm not disclosing that. Oh my god, is this what? Hold it. Hold on. Hold What's the happening? phone. We're What's an hour happening? into this podcast. Yep. Is it Kerry's hundredth game? Is that what the AFL website says? Well, gee, it's good that the Carlton media team are getting around this because they didn't get around Fishers. I had to question that on the podcast. Yeah, you're kidding what? me. There's no way. Wow. I mean, that is good to see anyone who's been clocking this one. Adam Chera, let's look up on the on the stats here. Gee, is the first right? photo that comes up is him with a ripped jumper. So he's just getting God, the bloody We're raw today, out. aren't we? Oh, we normally are. Where is, where is this on the website? How hard is it to find how many games have been played? This is ridiculous. He's played 99 games. It will be his 100th game. Oh, my God. Wow. What's your favorite Adam Chera moment? <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> I mean, just every my favorite moment of every single player on this list was involved in round one last year. Yeah, so I'll say his first goal. Yeah, I would too. It was honestly, it was either that or I think he may have kicked a goal against St Kilda the first time we ever saw him. Or there was definitely a nice passage of play where I was like, "Oh, we've got a superstar." So I think it's one of those. One of those. Oh, I think, yeah. oh actually, actually, I'll 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 wind it back. My okay. favorite Adam Chera moment. Maybe a listener of this show's favorite Adam Chera moment. Maybe it's moments because huh. I can't find a specific one, but it's the trademark. Uh, <laughs> wins yeah. the ball, dives forward, 
gets himself an in-the-back free kick. Anytime he does yeah. that is my favorite thing from Adam Chera. But, I mean, yeah. Look, now he's played 100 games. He's starting to get into that experienced mold, knows what he's doing. I think, unfortunately, it's been a bit underwhelming so far. We haven't probably got the best out of him, but I'm hoping for 100 more beautiful games that now this is the moment. Yes. He's, got the, he's got the runs on the board. We're going to be seeing the best of Adam Chera, and we're going to see it this Sunday afternoon against the Saners. Yes, we are going to win this one. All the pessimism going into this, throw it out the window. The Blues are back. Please get a response and show us that we can answer all the questions, that the doubters, including ourselves, we're all wrong and that we are a good football team. But that's going to wrap this episode up. We are keen to be back with our review of this game after the weekend. Thanks for listening, baggers. Go the Blues. See you guys next time.